Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back to the program on your Thursday afternoon. we got some bad weather coming in tomorrow. We'll give you some more details about that coming up in just a little bit. Also, 506 is going to tell you just how idiotic academia has become here lately. I know you want to hear about that. And have you noticed a huge change in John Fetterman lately? Oh, my goodness. I mean, this guy is just, uh, it's like a complete 180. It really is amazing. All right, the GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there is a woman out there who is probably the most feared investigative journalist in America. And whenever she shows up, people start, I mean, they break out into a sweat. And I, I, it's just one of those things where you just sit back and you go, what in the world? I mean, uh, aren't these people, these people in power, aren't they supposed to be able to answer tough questions? Isn't that why they got into politics? But when Laura Loomer is in the room, they run for cover. Joining us right now is investigative journalist Laura Loomer. Uh, Laura Loomer. Welcome to the program, Laura. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm uh, here in Iowa. I actually uh, just left the Nikki Haley event, and yes. uh, it's, uh, it's really the talk of all the media today uh, because Nikki Haley seems to be hiding from the media ever since I arrived in Iowa. And uh, Everybody got to see that video of her calling the police on me when I showed up uh, to her event a couple days ago. And, you know, she uh, she was taking questions at all of her town halls until I got to town and uh, announced, um, you know, that I was going to be at her event. And, And not only that, but then they changed the rules of her events, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And so originally it was, oh, you know, uh, everybody can show up. It's open to the public and you could just show up. And the media was there told to to arrive about an hour early. And now they're saying that the media only has 15 minutes uh, to set up beforehand. Uh, and that's, of course, done on purpose so yeah. that so that you don't have enough time to get your, you know, your camera set up and that uh <laughs> There's more people there than media, or at least they're hoping, right? Generally, yeah. there's more media at these events than there are actual attendees, because let's be honest, this primary is over, right? Donald Trump is going to be the nominee. Yeah. And there was just a report that came out a couple minutes ago that said that President Trump's town hall that was hosted last night in Iowa by Fox News had 70 percent more viewers uh, than the debate between Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. And so, you know, both of them are absentee governors. Okay, (laughs) Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, uh, both of them are establishment puppets that uh, are really just uh, not uh, not hitting it off very well with uh, the voters here in Iowa 
or New Hampshire, uh, despite what the fake news media wants to say. Before we, before we get into last night's debate, and I want to ask you about that, but you also ran into Frank Luntz in Iowa just a few minutes ago, didn't you? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that actually just happened about 45 minutes or yeah. so ago. I, I showed up to Nikki's event because I wanted to ask her questions, but of course uh, her staff had her slide out the back door to avi- avoid me. And as I was waiting uh, by the staircase, Frank Luntz, uh, you know, was walking down, uh, walking down the stairs and out the door. And I said, uh, you know, Frank, uh, what are you doing here? You know, uh, are you not supporting President Trump? And of course, I know he's not supporting yeah, Trump, right? He's right. a Trump hater. But he said, no, I'm not. And, um, you know, he looked very, he looked very startled that somebody caught him on camera at a Nikki Haley event. And so that video is coming soon. Uh, that video uh, will be posted up on my ex account at Laura Loomer uh, shortly because he made some pretty, uh, pretty shocking comments, too. According to him, uh, he's no longer friends with uh, Kevin McCarthy either. Now, that so was weird because because it, Trump. Yeah. it wasn't just I'm no longer roommates with Kevin McCarthy. It's I'm no longer friends with Kevin McCarthy. Yes. And that video will be posted on my ex account soon. Uh, he also made a blatant lie about one of the presidential candidates uh, when I was asking him questions on camera. And so. Uh, it's interesting, right? It's interesting yeah. that all of these uh, notorious uh, swampy lobbyists who are known for uh, hanging out with the worst of the worst people are all now palling around with Nikki Haley at her events, right? So what, so, what, are, what are the questions when, when you go to a, a Nikki Haley event or a DeSantis event? What are the questions that you want to ask them that ha- have them running for the back door? Well, with Nikki Haley, I wanted to know, you know, look, we have an invasion in our country right now, right? Mm -hmm. And Nikki Haley uh, was caught on camera saying that we shouldn't be calling illegals criminals. Right. And so we're not supposed to be calling illegals when they're illegally crossing into our border and our country uh, criminals. And what are we supposed to call them, right? Do we call them friends of Nikki Haley? Because last time I checked, crossing an international border without permission or a visa or paperwork is a crime, right? And you're a criminal if you do that. I also wanted to ask her, you know, on the campaign trail, she likes to talk about, she uses this line, right? And this is South Carolina radio, so uh, I'm sure that uh, this won't be the first time many of your viewers are hearing this. Right. She likes to say, she likes to say, if I could be a good mom and a good wife, I'll be a good president. She says that all the time. It's like a scripted line. Well, you know, I brought affidavits with me from two men in South Carolina, one of them by the name of Will Folk yeah, and another one by the name of Larry, Larry Marchant. And I brought these affidavits with me to the event where she called the cops on me in a folder. And I was going to say, you know, you like to you like to say that you're going to be a good wife and a, and a good mom. So you'll be a good president. But doesn't that mean you're not going to be a good president since you cheat on your husband, according to two men who signed affidavits? Why do you keep on talking about how you're such a good military spouse when you're nothing more than a Jody? I mean, literally cheating on your husband while he's deployed overseas. Does it get any lower than that? But here's the deal. These are questions she's going to have to answer from the mainstream media if she uh, no, if something. No, they're not asking. They don't want but, it. The media won't ask her. to ask her. But if she gets the nomination, they're definitely going to be asking those questions. Well, we'll see. You know, they uh, you'd think that they'd be asking them now. The voters, the voters of Iowa and New Hampshire shouldn't have to wait until she gets the nomination, which she's never going to get because President Trump is going to be the nominee uh, to to answer these questions. And honestly, those are legitimate questions. I shouldn't be thrown out and have the cops called on me for asking these questions. It's not like I'm doing anything disruptive. I actually want to ask the real questions, but the media doesn't have the balls to ask. And. Of course, you know, everybody in the Republican Party just wants to go along and get along and, and be nice because everybody, you know, is, 
you know, w- willing to put a knife in the back of President Trump and hoping that they can then secure a job with Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis. And I'm not like that. I'm not like that. I'm a Trump loyalist. I'm a journalist. But at the same time, I'm going to ask the real questions that need to be asked. She also said in that debate last night that she has always been for separate bathrooms for men and women. But here in South Carolina, uh, State Senator Lee Bright uh, proposed the bathroom bill, and she has bragged that she was the one that not only got the bill squashed, but also ruined Lee Bright's career over it. I mean, I, I, I found that a little disingenuous. I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch the debate last night because I have better things to do than yeah. to watch two <laughs> disloyal losers. Yeah. Okay, two disloyal losers, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, waste everybody's time and money. By the time this GOP primary is over, over $1 billion of people's donor money will have been wasted. That's money that we should be using to secure our border. That's money that we should be using to fight for election integrity and combat voter fraud. We, we don't need to be entertaining, okay, and given yeah. a platform to people like Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, who are both disloyal. Both of them owe their political careers to President Donald Trump. Uh, the, the support for President Trump is overwhelming. Nikki Haley is getting crushed by President Trump, who is <laughs> polling over 45 points ahead of her in her own home state of South Carolina. He's polling over 60 points ahead of Governor Ron DeSantis in his home state of Florida, where I live, okay? Yeah. He is destroying them in their own home state. So if they can't even pull their own home states where they supposedly won their elections to be governors, respectively, then how do they expect to win the nomination on a national on a national basis when voters from all across the country vote in their state primaries? I And I agree with you 100 percent. I think this thing is over Super Tuesday. Well, I, I wish it was over now. I think it's yeah. already over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll officially be over on Super Tuesday. Well, Laura Loomer. It's uh, been uh, painful having to walk around yeah. and pretend like these people actually have a chance. And, you know, poor President Trump today. I wish he could be in Iowa today. But, you know, just think of it. He he, he wants to be here. I was with the president the other day. I was at some of his events and and he, he should be in Iowa right now, but he can't be because he's being harassed by a communist judge in New York City yeah. who uh, is refusing to even allow him to give his own closing statement. But even then, even with the death of his mother-in-law, even with all of these assaults, he's still getting on a plane and coming to Iowa this weekend in the snow. We're going to have below 10 degree weather here, negative 10 degrees. And I just want everybody to see how committed President Trump is because the media lies and says, oh, he's not here in Iowa. Well, he's being harassed and, you know, he's dealing with a death in the family and he's still coming out to talk to voters. So You're exactly right. I, and uh, it, he has my full endorsement. I, and I will do everything I can to support President Trump. And everybody in South Carolina needs to go out and vote for President Trump. Laura Loomer, always a pleasure to talk to you, ma'am. I appreciate you calling in. Hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Take care. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Do you remember Joe Cunningham? He's a guy that uh, he was a uh, congressman, first congressional district down in Charleston, and he also ran for governor. Well, he's probably going to be coming to a television near you soon because he's now he's now a personal injury lawyer. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, I can't wait to see those ads. Okay, coming up very, very soon in Davos, Switzerland, all the World Economic Forum and their like their ilk are going to be gathering once again in Davos. Yeah, that's coming up next week. Oh, you're going to have, you are going to have so many private planes flying in. You're going to have catered dinners. You're going to have, oh, and it's not, it's not going to be vegan catered dinners either. It's going to be the finest Wagyu steak. It's going to be, I mean, the steak from Japan where they actually massage the cow uh, and then they, you know, they make sure it's come. They read to it at night, you know, lovely stories. And they just, they they brush it and they bathe it daily. Uh, they're going to have that expensive Wagyu beef. They're going to have uh, lobster. Probably going to have a bunch of caviar. You know, the real good stuff, the beluga caviar. Uh, boy, it's going to be the finest wines are going to be served. They are going to be living high on the hog, ladies and gentlemen. All getting together to decide how many things you have to cut out of your life to make sure that they can continue on with their extravagant lifestyle. And they're going to try to figure out how many of you they need to get rid of. You know, like Yuval Harari said, uh, the unnecessary eaters of the world. Yeah, that's a phrase that he used for folks like you and me. So wouldn't be surprised to see Greta Thunberg show up or anything like that. Um, But one of the big things they're going to be talking about is, are you ready? Preparing for Disease X. Bum, bum, bum. The topic is incredibly vague and incredibly disturbing. The description for the discussion reads, with fresh warnings from the World Health Organization that an unknown Disease X could result in 20 times more fatalities than the coronavirus pandemic, what novel efforts are needed? To prepare healthcare systems for the multiple challenges ahead. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The panel is going to feature high profile lineup, includes WHR, uh, I'm sorry, WHO Director Dr. Tedros and the chairman of AstraZeneca, 
The concept of disease X was adopted by the World Health Organization in 2018. Tedros, Anthony Fauci, Jeremy Farrar of the Eugenicist um, Welcome Trust, and many high-profile individuals on the forefront of the COVID hysteria policy have been involved in advancing the disease X hypothesis over the past couple of years. So it's just in time for the election. Oh, my goodness. The timing could not be better for disease X to start running rampant all over the globe and here in the United States. So they're already looking at exactly what we need to do to protect ourselves. See, that's all. That's what I say. You've got to do it. You've got to do it for public safety. You got to do it for the children. You got to do it for the elderly. This is all about being a good citizen. What is the matter with you people? You've got a social distance. You know what Dr. Fauci, Fauci said in testimony the other day? I think it was yesterday. You know what Fauci said? He has no idea. <laughs> no idea where the six-foot social distancing uh, uh, idea came from. You know, he, he said, his quote, it just popped up. It just popped up. You see, we, we were wondering about social distancing. And then somebody said, how about six feet? And I said, yeah, Woody, well, let's, let's measure how far the droplets can go. So when I'm talking, somebody get a ruler. Somebody get a ruler over here. I'm going to talk, and you measure. You get some paper and put it on the floor. And I will, I'll talk and see how far the droplets go. And, 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 and the droplets could probably go uh, six feet. He has no idea. Do you know where this actually came from? The idea of six feet social distancing? You know where that came from? No joke. High school science project. High school science project. And you know who adapted it? The George W. Bush administration. That's right. His health folks in his administration said, hey, hey, did y'all see, did y'all see that thing? Well, that high school girl did that science project, and she said uh, people ought to be six feet away from each other if they're sick. I think that'd be a good idea. Anybody? No, I don't even think we need to re research it. She did a real good job. So let's go ahead and adapt that as policy. That's our new policy. Six feet. Literally came from a high school science project. And then in the middle of COVID, in the middle of COVID, we found out that some uh, people in the, uh, the health world were going, we have no idea what you're talking about. Three feet would be more than adequate to stay away from somebody. But me, I'm an introvert. I'm more of a 12-foot guy. <laughs> so anyway, even Fauci has no idea how that six-foot thing came to be. When we get back, we're going to be talking with Anna Sapowski from Homestead Living Magazine. If you've ever wondered about homesteading, we're going to answer some questions for you. Coming up next on The Charlie James Show, News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you along with us. Well, it was I it was back in December that uh, we were asking questions about what you would like to hear more of in the new year. And one of the things that people said they wanted to hear more about was homesteading. And I and I put the question out there and I said, would you guys like to hear more about homesteading? And boy, I tell you what, the response that I got was absolutely through the roof. And anytime I talk about some of these homesteaders or or even something as simple as uh, growing your own tomatoes or uh, making sourdough bread, um, it really is always a big response. Joining us right now, well, I figured the what better people to start the series off with than the folks from Homestead Living Magazine, which is being joined right now by Anna Sapowski with Homestead Living Magazine. Anna, welcome to the program. How you doing? Good. Hey, Charlie. Thanks for having me. Yes, ma'am. So uh, how did you get involved in homesteading? Oh, well, in homesteading, I mean, I actually grew up in the city. I had zero background in homesteading until I was into my 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually started off by uh, kind of actually it really all started with a cooking journey for me. Yeah. So I started in the kitchen, got interested in, you know, cooking from scratch, sourcing local ingredients. So before I was growing anything, I was learning where to source it locally, going to farmers markets, farm stands, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And started watching a lot of these food documentaries that were really big around a decade ago, you know, Food Inc., Farmageddon, yeah. all that sort of thing, yeah. and, and started really waking up to like, whoa, our modern industrialized food system is really unsustainable. It's really unhealthy in a lot of cases, not very environmentally friendly, ethically sound, all these issues surrounding it. And so that's how me personally and, and my husband and I decided to make the move, and we ended up moving out of the city and starting small, I mean, we started on a little rental plot where we were allowed to put in a little raised bed garden. And we right. started off with just, you know, trial and error. There was an old apple tree on that uh, on that lot. And we started, started canning applesauce. And, <laughs> you know, as it does in this lifestyle, one thing leads to another. And before you know it, we're like growing hundreds of pounds of food and canning up all this food every year and making herbal medicine and our own cleaning products and on sourdough bread and and the whole shebang, right? You know, it's funny you mentioned sourdough bread because I I really believe that a lot of people get involved in homesteading through bread because they're like, let's, let's," because I, somebody said the other day that uh, the average loaf of bread at the store has 27 different ingredients in it. Mm -hmm. And sourdough bread has what, two, three at the most? Yeah, two, really. I mean, really, it's just, Flour and, and water. And water. And you can, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's it, right? I mean, you and you're basically capturing natural, um, you know, the natural yeast and good bacteria that are already in our environment. And that is traditionally how bread was made before yeah. we had all these commercial yeasts and everything. And that's why sourdough bread really took off, I think, during, um, you know, the beginnings of COVID. First of all, people were at home. Um, you know, a lot of people started baking just for something to do. And then, of course, things were flying off the shelf. There was no commercial yeast. So right. sourdough became a thing. People wanted to learn how to make it traditionally. And the reason it is such a great entry point is because anybody can do it. Yeah, I get questions all the time, and I, I don't know what kind of feedback you've had when you've put, you know, the homesteading, you know, idea, I guess, to your audience. But a, Well, a lot of people want to get involved, but they don't know how, or they don't have the land, or they don't have the experience, or whatever it is. And... I always say the best place to start is in the kitchen and because almost everybody has a kitchen. Even if you live in an apartment, you right. probably have a kitchen. You can whip up a sourdough starter and start learning to make bread. You can start cooking from scratch. Even if you're getting stuff from the grocery store, you can start learning how to preserve food, right? Even if you're not growing or producing it yourself yet, um, there's something that you can do. 
Yeah, I mean that's that that is the starting point. You start where you are. Mm-hmm. And like you, like you said, I when we were t- say to start where you are with what you got, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And we were talking the other day. You said a lot of people think you got to have ten acres and a milk cow, but but that's you know, like you said, that's just not the truth. But it's becoming bigger and bigger. We're talking about all of these homesteading conferences that are popping up all over the country. Um, I think mm-hmm. it was I can't remember if it was the Dr. Mercola um, or one of the big renowned doctors. Mm-hmm. He went to one in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Was it Virginia? And he said he expected 500 people. And he was shocked when he showed up and there were about 15,000 people there. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, we just actually had our first one last year. Or it wasn't actually through Homestead Living, but we were there. It's kind of a partnership that we have with the modern homesteading conference in Kirtland in Idaho now. Mm-hmm. And that was, I, I don't have the exact numbers on me, but it was a massive turnout. I mean, there's a, a wave of people that are, you know, getting involved in this. Um, I, I think especially we've seen the uptick since COVID, right? Since yeah. people, I think a large part of that was just, we realized how fragile all of our systems are, whether it's our supply chain, our food system, our healthcare, all these things. And people want to feel like they have some control over that and that they're not sitting ducks who are dependent on these systems that if they fail, then they're in trouble. Yeah. They want to be more self-sufficient. They want to be more self-sufficient. It's empowering. It's something that, like I say, anybody can do, even if you can't do it to the, you know, nth degree that you, that you want to do it to, you can do something. So like I, we don't have, we only have a quarter acre, so I can't have the milk cow. You know, we have a few backyard hens and a big garden, and we do what we can, and eventually we'd like more. Um, but I think there's an idea sometimes that you can't do anything until you get to that next level, and there's always something you can do. So, you know, and then if your goal is to upgrade and get more land or whatever, then then great. But, you know, there's always something. Like I say, I, I, I we started in an apartment in the city, um, and that's where we started doing a lot of our learning. Even if we yeah. couldn't implement yet, we were learning. And, the, then, and then you just go from there. One of the things that I really have found uh, with the homesteading community is they are ready to share their information. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they're yeah. not keeping this a secret. I mean, they want other people to get involved in it, right? Absolutely. I mean, honestly, the, the more people that we can bring into our sphere, the better, because it's not just about, um, I think there's maybe a... a not a negative connotation, but when people think about, say, self-sufficiency or self-reliance, yeah. it's, it's very self-centered, but it really is about community, right? And the more people we have in this community, um, you know, that we can exchange, you know, knowledge and information and skills and, you know, barter goods and all these things with, I mean, we're, we're essentially creating a system outside the system at that point, right? And, and that is very appealing. Um, uh, let's talk a little bit about the magazine, Homestead Living. Uh, mm-hmm. wh- how, when did you start this? So this is a pretty new startup. It's only a couple years old. Um, so we're just heading into our third year now. Uh, so it started off as a digital quarterly magazine, and then we began offering annual print editions. So it was a compilation of everything from the year. Um, those are still available. So if anybody's interested, they can go to homesteadliving.com and they can uh, purchase the uh, first and now second annual issues. Um, and now we are actually just starting up monthly. So uh, as of January this year, we're offering uh, homesteading monthly. And uh, same thing, you go to homesteadliving.com right. and subscribe for just $19 for the whole year and you get 12 print issues and access to the digital as well. And one of the things is you say you don't have staff writers, you've got homesteaders that write. Well, that's right. It's, yeah. it's basically 
by homesteaders for homesteaders. And when I say for homesteaders, that that doesn't mean, again, that you need to be doing this already. It means anybody who has the mindset of, hey, I want to start taking more control of my food security. I want to start taking more control of my health. You know, I want to get involved in this in any way, shape, or form. Um, that's who it's it's geared towards. But it's our writers are all people who have experience, and they all come from different backgrounds. So mm-hmm. we have people that have gen they're 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 farming and homesteading generational land. You know, five five generations of homesteaders on this land or more. Um, and then there's people like me who I didn't start till I was an adult. Right. And then there's people who, who specialize in We got somebody who's their specialty is sourdough bread and, right. you know, somebody else who specializes in canning and preserving and, you know, herbal medicine, all these different aspects of it. So we get a lot of um, really interesting perspectives from a lot of different um, backgrounds, experiences, but people that have been doing this, they're sharing tried, tested and true advice. You know, not just something that you're going to find on the internet that you don't know if it's going to work or not. So right. it's been a great. It, it's we've had a huge response so far because I think people are just really hungry for this information. They really are. They are hungry for this. Uh, Self sufficiency is a big thing, and it's getting uh, bigger. Uh, it seems like by the day. Anna Sapowski, Homestead Living, Mag- Homestead Living, and Homestead now Homestead Monthly Magazine, right? Homesteading Monthly as yes. of this month. Yeah, that's right. And so another thing I'll just oh, yeah. mention quickly. For anybody who's interested in, in kind of getting their their feet wet with this and is just not sure where to start, we also offer something called the Homesteading Guide. And this is, again, it's a, a curated kind of collection of resources, recipes, DIY projects, actionable steps that anybody can take with no experience right away to start kind of trying their hand at this lifestyle and see if it's even something that they really that they really like and resonate with. So that right. can also be found on the website if anybody's interested. That's awesome. Uh, check it out, homesteadliving.com. Anna Sapowski, thank you so much for being on the program with us today and sharing all of that information. Uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Thanks so much, Charlie. Take care. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show, News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Uh, one of my one of my favorite books is uh, The Great Revolt by Christina Zito. And uh, in it, she says that and this is back in 2016. In fact, it was for uh, 2016. It was like the run up to the 2016 election. And she was working for, the, I believe, the Washington Examiner at the time. Um, and she was covering all of these Donald Trump events. And she decided she was going to do two things. One, she was not going to fly. She didn't fly to any of these events. And number two, she was not going to take the highway. She's going to take the back roads and follow these Trump events, crisscrossing the nation, putting a lot of miles on her car on the way. But what she said, and and it's absolutely true, that there's a large segment of this country that our politicians not only have they forgotten about, but they never wanted to be there to begin with. And these were the places where Donald Trump and the Trump campaign was going. Because, you see, a lot of people considered these places flyover country where, you know, you don't stop. You don't stop in these places. You don't see what's going on there. But she, she would. She would travel to all of these places. And she started seeing things in rural America that really shocked her. 
I mean, she she talked about how you would see uh, Trump twenty or twenty sixteen painted on a barn. She saw Trump painted on a cow, literally on a cow, as she was traveling. But it's the mainstream media. It's it's the I don't know, um, the urban elite that do not like you. So whenever we talk about things like homesteading, they hate that. Oh, they despise that. You grow your own food? What is the matter with you? What are you, some hillbilly hayseed rube? You are obviously an idiot. Oh, oh my, oh, you homeschool your kids? Oh, my, oh, oh that's just the worst thing you can do. Oh, your children are going to grow up and they're not going to be socialized. Let me tell you something. I know a lot of homeschool kids, and they are more socialized than any public school kid that I have ever met in my life. They can look you in the eye. They'll shake your hand. They'll carry on a conversation with you, an intelligent conversation. They explore things. They get out in, 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 in the world and they, and, and they see things with their own eyes and they feel it with their own fingers. Not like some of these kids these days that are cooped up in their, you know, in their mom's basement with their video games that only mumble at you if you ask them a question. You see, those are the people that the uh, urban elite like. They don't like rural people. I'll give you a great example. Here's Chris Matthews over on Morning Joe. You have to vote to protect your rights in the Constitution. The, the Bill of Rights was put there by Jefferson and Madison because people said... The Constitution and democracy is not enough. We have to write in here our Bill of Rights. And, I have to, and voters have to get out there and say, damn it, if I'm a young person, if I'm a black person, if I'm out in the streets and I, I don't trust the cops, i got to vote that way. You, and if I'm a woman, I want to protect myself and my own decisions, I've got to vote that way. I think voters have got to take their hand in this election wow. and don't wait for the government to do it because, you know, this what? election is going to be close. And it's going to be very close in a place like Pennsylvania. And you're going to have rural people out there voting their craziness about the cult. Did you see? Rural people voting their craziness. He said, you're in a cult. If you're not one of the, the big city elite, the urban elite, you're in a cult. And, and by the way, Chris Matthews, I got to agree with you, with you on, on the first part. I mean, yeah, we've got a Bill of Rights. And in that Bill of Rights is our Second Amendment, which guarantees us the right to keep and bear arms. But you often overlook that. I mean, this is the same party that's 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 trying to do away with that. This is the same party that's trying to do away with not only your uh, right to keep and bear arms, but also your right to expression. If you're a conservative journalist, they don't want you to have freedom of the press. Well, freedom of religion? Ask the Catholic Church how the FBI was treating them. Ask them, ask all of those churches that were shut down during COVID about freedom of religion and the free exercise thereof, by the way. Ask them about that. But the biggest thing you need to take away from that little sound clip there is Chris Matthews saying that if you live, if you are not part of the urban elite, you're in a cult. Folks, I'm here to tell you, they do not like you, not one little bit. They look down on you every chance they get. These people, and, and, and we have found out that these people, these uh, when, when we come back, and Bob, I tell you what, the first two hours of this show has just flown by. 
When we get back, we're going to tell you about some of the things that they're doing in higher education, in academia. You're not going to believe it. You really aren't. These are the people that aren't considered uh, in cults. Holy mackerel. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 